Spring podcast. I'm Pastor Laura Blevins, inviting you to enjoy this week's message from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. Thank you for coming to the waters for uplifting music, rejuvenation, and inspiration. Thank you for coming to the spring. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to the spring. Uh, my name is Ethan. I'm one of the worship leaders here. We're, we're excited to have you on this, uh, this first day of March. In your, uh, in your bulletins on the back, there's a, an insert that has uh, uh, an option for you to, to leave some, some info for us. Uh, if you have not filled that out, it's a great way for us to uh, stay connected with you and uh, to, to keep you informed about different things going on at the church. If you want to uh, go ahead and stand as you are able, we are going to begin by singing some songs together.
I'm not backing down from any giant I know how this story ends I know how this story ends I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory For the battle belongs to you 
Thank you for your love, for your grace, for your renewed mercies. Thank you that we're healed. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. Good morning. We are reading today from Matthew chapter 4. Verses 1 through 11, you can look up at the screen or follow on your Bible app or in your Bible. We invite you to read with us this morning. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and the angels came and attended him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Good and gracious God, as you pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here, where we ask that you bless the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts to be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Well, so I gotta tell you um, that this where we're starting in this Lent series, and as we're headed towards Easter, um, today is very fitting. We need to talk about temptation. We need to talk about what tempts us in our life that keeps us from having that relationship with God. But I got to also tell you that um, this is a tough subject. And so I am not here to step on your toes um, unless they need to be stepped on, okay? Um, but if you need to tuck them underneath your pew, I invite you to do that. But before we start getting into the real meat of this, I wanted to show you some funny temptation memes that I found. 
Um, lead me not into temptation. Oh, who am I kidding? Follow me. I know a shortcut, right? Um, these are good, right? We're going to start with something light before we continue the next one. Um, it's really funny. Um, this is Tinkerbell, in case you don't know who she is, and that is a bug light. And it says, temptation, go ahead, touch it. Isn't it pretty? Right? I love that one. Um, and then the next one, free cheese is always available in mouse traps. Maybe that should have been my sermon title today. Um, you can leave that one up there if you'd like to, Brian, um, because I think it's important for us to understand. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. We're going to start with something light, but we're going to get into the meat of temptation and what it is in your life and uh, how you're supposed to deal with it. Um, so first of all, I want you to know that we all are tempted by something and probably more than one thing, okay? And it's like it's temptation is custom fit just for you, right? Something that would tempt you, um, and, and when this is bad is when you go into whatever that it is that either you know you're not supposed to be doing, that you do too much of, that you're keeping yourself from your relationship with God. So when you have done these things, that is when temptation is drawing you away from your relationship with God. And it is custom fit just for you. Because what you struggle with, I may not struggle with. And what I struggle with, you may not struggle with. Oftentimes, and I, and I find this a lot with people um, when they're sharing their hearts and saying, for example, if they are smokers, okay? And I got to tell you, I'm not trying to pick on anybody when I say this, but someone who is a non-smoker will say, well, just quit. It's so easy. And a person who is a smoker understands that that's not the case, right? So temptation for yourself is gonna be difficult, but you also have to remember to try to be sensitive to the people in your life who are struggling with temptation too, okay? So as we are looking at the scripture from Matthew chapter 4, I think it's really vital for us to understand um, some of the things. And I got three points to begin with, and then we're going to break these out, okay? I don't typically go like this in my sermons where I give you three points. Um, that's always a joke. It's three, po three points in a poem, and that's a sermon. Um, did you all know that? Learned that in seminary. You're welcome. I don't use it very often. I'm not doing a poem either um, or singing. So the first one is Jesus. Jesus is testing here in the wilderness. Um, it recalls, and this it's, and I, and I need you to try to wrap your head around this. So the temptation of, of Jesus in the wilderness being tested, it is recalling what Israel had gone through. And by Israel, I mean God's people from the beginning of time, okay? So his temptation happens in the wilderness and it's a, it's a short period of time, but Israel, God's people, had been tempted and tested since the beginning of time, okay? So that's important. Um, and Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, really emphasizes that Jesus passes this test where Israel did not. It's important for us to understand that because we need Jesus in our lives. We need Jesus where we have failed, where we are tempted, where we fall short. Just like God's people fall short, Jesus is not going to fall short. 
So it's important for us to understand that Jesus is being tested and he's being tempted like God's people from the beginning of time. But good news is, is that Jesus passed the test. Okay, that's first of all. Um, second thing is Jesus gives us a model for what we are supposed to do as believers. He gives us a model. In Matthew chapter 4, he shows us that you don't have to do this, believe in that, right? And um, the third point that's really, really important is that Jesus is the Messiah. And we learn that from this temptation. We learn that from this temptation because Jesus could have been the kind of leader um, who would turn stones into bread or would throw himself off uh, the temple to, to prove that God was there for him or um, to, to command all of the world, you know. But he wasn't a military leader. He wasn't there as a political figure. He was the Messiah. He is the Messiah. So these three points are important for us to understand as we go into it. First, Jesus is being tested like Israel's being tested. Good news is Jesus passes the test, right? Second one is he's a model for what we should be doing in our lives. How he overcame this temptation is what we can use in our lives. And the third one, super important, is that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, Jesus also quotes... Uh, three texts from Deuteronomy, and I think that's important to note, too, as we look into Matthew. Um, throughout the scriptures, there's a wilderness that sort of happens in this 40 days, and I talked about it a little bit on my Ash Wednesday service, but it's important for you to understand this, too. There's a wilderness that, that happens in God's people in Israel, and there's a wilderness that happens for Jesus, and there's a wilderness that happens in our own lives, where we are sort of sent out into the wilderness as a time of preparation. So Jesus is sent out to the wilderness right after he's baptized. He goes there for 40 days, and he is tempted, but he's also waiting. He's waiting for God's next move, right? He's not rushing off, because he could have gone right from baptism into the beginning of his ministry and started all of these things, but he didn't. He knew that he needed to fast. He knew that he needed to pray. He knew that he needed to be prepared and he knew that he needed to wait for God to move. And for us, that's the place that we start in temptation in our own life. If there's something that you're struggling with today, that custom fit temptation that you have in your life, the first thing that you should do is to pray about it. To set time aside to really go there with God and confess what's going on. In your life and ask for God to guide you and wait for God to move. For 40 days and nights, Jesus remains in the wilderness and he's without food. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I get hangry. Does anybody else get hangry? Hungry? Angry? Yep, that's me. Just ask my children. And he's getting ready for what's next. That's what's going on. But this 40 pops up a lot in scriptures. 40 is the days and nights that Noah and his family uh, were amidst the flood, right? They were on the boat uh, in the ark, after which God made a covenant that he would never flood the earth to destroy it again. 
40 is the days and nights that Moses fasted on Mount Sinai when he was doing the Ten Commandments. Maybe you see uh, Charleston Heston. Charleston Heston. What? Do you ever get that with Charleston Heston, right? That's how you say it, right? In the Ten Commandments. Anybody? It's Lent time. This is this movie you should be watching. It's what happens during Lent. You watch this movie. Also, The Sound of Music. That's something different. Okay. And he makes and he writes on the tablet the Ten Commandments. And it's this covenant for us and God. Forty is the days and nights that Elijah fasted in the desert before receiving his new commission from God. You see this theme of 40 sort of happening everywhere. Forty is the years that the Israelites wandered in the wilderness in preparation for their arrival to the promised land. Forty is a time of preparation, right? And 40 is the days of the season of Lent as Christians prepare for Easter. And how might we make ourselves ready for Jesus and the cross and for what he does for us? A place to start is to deal with the temptation in your life. What is it that you are struggling with? And I think that there's lots of things that it could be. You know? There's lots of temptations out there. There's a big, huge world that screams at us that we should do this and this and this and this and this. And but this 40 days as we prepare for Easter, God is telling us to start with us and our hearts and what we are struggling with. And you got to go to God to ask for that. Oftentimes, temptation, we like to do this, where we say, oh, I've given it up to God, but we don't really. Anybody? I've given it over to him. No, you haven't. You said that, but then you've kept it right here. Right? Wonderful for you. Not so much for your relationship with God, but you never truly give over whatever that temptation would be. Jesus refuses in the desert to do what the tempter or Satan, right, would have him do. He refuses. And that is a guideline for what we must do too. You have to refuse that temptation. Now, Ash Wednesday, we came, we had this wonderful service, and at the end of it, I said something. And it's not something that um, I say enough. I said, your sins are forgiven. That's the good news. Go and sin no more, right? And you can start right now and not fall to your temptation. And you can start it at this second. Because you can be forgiven of the sins that you have, of the temptations that you fall to. You are forgiven from that by Jesus Christ. And you can start right now, today. 
has forgiven and reconciled people, then we can go and we can say no more. That's the beauty of what God does for us. But here's the thing. You have to actually give it to God, right? Not say you're giving it to God, not act like you give it to God, but actually give whatever it is that you're struggling with, that you're tempted with, over to God. When did you not pick it back up and take it to God? You do not. So what does temptation look like for you? Is it gossip? Is it anger? Is it doing things too much, whatever it would be? What is that temptation in your life? You can give that over to God. You can ask for forgiveness. And you can walk away. And I'm not saying it's easy not to pick it back up. But I'm saying you don't have to. It's a journey. It's a path. It's a way of changing our minds, our brains, our thoughts, our actions, that we can go and do these things for God. You know, oftentimes um, during Lent, we talk about giving things up. Anybody give anything up? Nobody gave anything up. I was the only one. Joke, you did, Mary. Thank you. I give up pop. Isn't that dumb? I mean, I wasn't going to give up coffee. Let's not get stupid. Right? But I gave up pop or soda. We'll have a conversation of whether you call it soda or pop. That's another conversation. That's another sermon. Um, but oftentimes, we're really good about taking things away during Lent, but not adding things in during Lent. So when you take something away, you need to add something in. Right? So when you take away pop or the internet or, you know, I have friends that are off social media for 40 days or whatever you want to do. Whatever it is that you think in your life you need to give up and whatever this temptation is, if this is what you're giving up, then you need to add something else in so that when you were going to go and drink that Cherry Coke from Sonic, that instead, and if you've seen me drinking pop, I get it, right? I'm doing my best, folks. It's been a week. Not even a week. <laughs> it's been two days. It's Wednesday. Um, you got to add something in that um, is good, that nourishes your soul. So maybe it's reading scripture that should nourish your soul instead of your temptation. Maybe it's a holy conversation that you have with someone. And I got to tell you, this week I have had a lot of holy conversations. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where God is in the midst and God is present and you feel it as you're talking to somebody? Having those holy conversations. Being um, grateful for something. These are the things that you can do instead of the thing that you're doing that you're tempted to do. 
giving you a path of how you can be a better Christian. This is what you're supposed to do. Leave um, and set aside and drop and leave there whatever it is that is tempting you, that is keeping you from the Christian that God wants you to be. It's a trap to make you less, to hurt your spirit. I mean, the tempter comes to tempt us not because he wants good things for us, but he wants us to be tied up in knots and angry and hateful and fighting with one another. But God comes to do what? To reconcile with us, to offer us forgiveness when we don't deserve it, to give us love, unconditional love that we can't buy, that we can't earn, that we just get. And all we have to do, and even if it's just for these 40 days, is to set aside that junk that keeps you from being the Christian that you are supposed to be. Set it aside. Leave it there. It is not yours anymore. This is serious. It's your life. It's who you are. It's who God made you to be. And this thing, whatever it is, drags you down and does not build you up. You see, God offers you life. The tempter offers you nothing but shame and regret. So what can you do today? Well, I've given you lots of good ideas. You should take one of my ideas. They're fabulous. Well, no, they're not all my ideas. I gotta tell you. Mostly, it's things I've learned the really hard way. These things in our life that drag us down aren't worth it. They aren't. But God is. God's worth your time. God's worth your prayers. God's worth you working on your relationship with him. 40 days. Drop down whatever it is that's tempting you, that's pulling you down. Leave it. You know, um, I think if any of you have ever been to um, an AA meeting or know somebody who's an alcoholic, they tell you it's one day at a time, right? One day at a time. Give your temptation. Sometimes it's minute by minute. I'm going to choose this minute not to do it. This minute I will be strong. This minute by minute. And those minutes become longer the more you are able and you will get that strength from God. So day by day, for 40 days, whatever that temptation is, drop it down and let it go. And I have preached really long. I did not mean to do that today. <laughs> but we're singing. I'm going I'm to ask you all to do something. Um, I'm going to do good old-fashioned altar call. We haven't done it here in a long time. I used to do it every Sunday at my last church, and um, I want to offer it to you all today. If there's something that you're struggling with, and we all have it, during the singing of this hymn, 
I want you to come and to kneel and to pray. We're going to do communion too. we got lots of stuff going on this morning, but I want to give you this time as, as we're singing to let go whatever it is that's holding you.
week's message, please consider giving to our ministry and helping us continue the work of Jesus Christ by making a contribution. Go to esmethodist.com on your computer or smartphone and click on the Giving and Service tab. And this brokenness becomes I've seen the faithfulness of God still inside the stone thrones of the shame. I trust the power of your word enough to seek your kingdom first beyond this listening to this week's podcast of The Spring. Tune in every Sunday evening for the next rejuvenating podcast of music and messages from the First United Methodist Church of Excelsior Springs. God bless you and have a great day.